Prize Fighter 14, Heavyweights 4, back where it all started. You're called Bethnal Green, the spiritual home of British boxing. It's another, if I might say so, exceptional lineup. We've got the man who beat Mike Tyson into retirement, that's Kevin McBride, beat Kev back on the title trail. We've got two former British heavyweight champions in Matt Skelton and Michael Sprott, and they both believe that they can win prize fighter and move closer to a world title. Hey, it's every heavyweight's dream, let's not forget that. We've got hungry young fighters with a lot to prove, and they have got the perfect opportunity to get closer to the division's big boys and more importantly, let's not mince our words, to the division's big money. Sunderland's Danny Hughes is back. Last year he took Audley Harris in the distance at the XL. What a night of glory, drama and chaos that was. Price fighter at its very best. And from Nigeria and Tooting and recently a controversial loser in a fight for the Latvian heavyweight title I give you nearly 18 stone and nearly 6 foot 4 Franklin the Prince Igobi just one of heavyweight 4's secrets trust me I've even got some more international intrigue for you on the night Ali Adams now he was born in Iraq but now trains with Johnny Eames at Canning Town not many ever think to make that journey. Trust me on that one. Big Kevin McBride is not the only Irishman in the lineup. Declan Timlin is Prize Fighter 14's only unbeaten fighter. He's got a good story to tell. And finally, Nottingham Shane McPhilby. Just three fights, but fast. And has he got the youth? Has he got the speed? You think about it. Nothing's predictable in Prize Fighter. That's why we like it. And we'll also hear. From the two reserves on the night, that's Colin Kenner and Martin Granger. I'm Steve Bunce. Hope you enjoy it. We start with big Matt Skelton. Now, he's a quality fighter, is Matt. He's been there done that he's that type of guy okay he lost the WBA heavyweight title fight in 2008 to Ruslan Chagiev he lost it on points he wasn't blasted out like so many of those Americans who just fall over in fact he went on to win the European title in his next fight yeah that's not bad going is it now he was the first of the prize fighters that I caught up with at Sky's offices Matt, Price Fight is a unique tournament. It's, I'm not quite sure how you really prepare for it. And then when you get in it, you've got a, a guy called Ali Adams who's a lot smaller, a lot a lot faster, not a lot of history. It's a difficult event to prepare for, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, the thing about it, you can't underestimate none of the fighters. It's over three rounds. Um, uh, most fighters should be able to be fit for three rounds. So I'm a terrible three rounds. Um, I think the guys who are relatively unknown are kind of at an advantage if you want because I agree with you completely there's nothing expected of them mm. um, you may some of the other fighters who have got of experience may kind of um, uh, sort of think it's not important yeah, and yeah. take it in their shot. take their eye off the first yeah. fight look at the semis that's right and I, I, I've not done that I've, I've looked at him and I've seen what he's about, I've trained hard, I've pushed myself to fight hard for three rounds and hopefully I'm 100% prepared. Have you watched Price Fight? I mean, we know yeah, absolutely. You know, no matter what you say, it's yeah. exciting. The, yeah. the public love it and it, it gets people talking about boxing again. And I think why why it's so exciting, I said, um, most <laughs> lads who go on a night out probably can relate to it. They think, oh, I can have a fight for, for, for nine minutes yeah. and they kind of see it as that. And, yeah. and so you kind of relate to it. You know, you, you say to someone, 
going down and hit a bag for three minutes, then they'll be huffing and puffing. But in their eyes, it's such a short fight compared to what they're used to. Yeah. They think they they, they, they can all have a go. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned earlier on about some of the guys who were less experienced, who were less well known, they were an advantage. And it's, in some ways, it's guys like you that have been 10, 12 rounds and cha- trained for championship distance, you're at a disadvantage because you've yeah. basically got to break down and, re- and change your complete change training pattern. That's right. We kind of throw away the rule book if you yeah, want. And, and we, we're in, we've been in the gym, we've not done the, the nine and ten round sparring session. We've done three hard. All speed. Rounds. Yeah, all speed and, and just uh, aggression. You've got to be on the gas from the off and you can't sit back and think, oh, I'll play catch up in round no, three. Right. It, it doesn't happen before you know it, the bell's ringing and it's the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I mean, Irby Hyde was working on. Yeah. You know, I'll float through the first couple of bouts, turn it on in the final. Cop from a 32 grand and leave and yeah. look at him. He it doesn't the, happen, yeah. And, and Danny got stuck, you know, d- stung in that first That's round. right. And um, ultimately, I just think um, you've got to take it seriously. No matter yeah. what you say, it's opened a lot of doors for fighters. Does and I, I uh, the, 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 the ideal candidate, Audley Harrison. You yeah, know, look at that. After winning it, he's straight there fighting for a major world title. And so no one can rubbish it. It's, it's kind of like the X factor of boxing, isn't it? It's like puts you out there and gives you the opportunities. And with there being no American heavyweights around, all of the heavyweights, both in Germany, all of the Russian-based Germans, and certainly our British heavyweights, really, you're just one fight away, or this tournament are one fight away from a proper title fight. That's right. I, I think the thing about it, the prize fighter has got credibility now, yeah. and, and, and people know about it. So you may have a top rank fighter if you want. Yeah. People think, well, let's take the guy from the prize fighter because he's well known over yeah. in England. People love him. He's won the prize fighter, given the opportunity because they think they're going to water fight. All of a sudden, it's, it's, it's an upset because all of a sudden this guy believes in himself. He's won a prize fighter. He's, he's, he's training hard, and he goes in there and he can mix it with the best of them. So. Yeah, especially like you, because you've been there already. So you've got that. Yeah, yeah. You've got that previous history as yeah. well. Right, so it's um. It's a tricky one. It's so hard to predict simply because it's heavyweights and it's fighting. And that's what makes it exciting. You it can't, does, yeah. you know, you look at all the names and you think, you can't, you can't put a thing on it because uh, A may beat B in the first fight, but then he can't carry on because, or he's carrying on, but he's carrying an injury. Carrying an injury and or he's exhausted. And, he's, yeah, yeah. And, and so all of a sudden it, it becomes unpredictable, which it's like you sit and watch the Grand Prix and you kind of know what cars are coming in yeah. first and you watch it as a matter of fact but what makes it more exciting is if you don't know what's going to happen and who's going to come in winner and, and that's what's good Big Matt there now his opponent is 28 year old Ali Adams an Iraqi is born in Iraq but based now in East London he's got a fairly decent story to tell now he lost a couple at the start of his career but he's a different fighter now and I believe he's one of the secrets in this event Ali, you're born in Iraq and you yes. ended up training in Canning Town with Johnny Eames. Tell me a bit about your journey. How did you end up there? <laughs> it's quite a big journey, you know. Basically, it's like, you know, I, I was I was doing amateur boxing in, in Iraq, you know, as a little boy and stuff. My father was a boxer, mm-hmm. you know. My father was a boxer. I was an army boxer and stuff. He fought for the world title, uh, for, for the world army. Well, military title. Yeah. And, um, not as an amateur, though. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And um, he didn't win it. And then... Um, uh, when you know, just like when he had me, I got seven brothers, by the way, and yeah, we all boxes. All big boys, like yeah, all big boys. Yeah, <laughs> the reason, the reason is you know getting to boxing because it was uh, people pulling us and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. other people was pulling me in school and everything. Okay. So my father, you know, just like he he had to teach me some stuff to make me stronger, defense myself and stronger and everything. So he taught me boxing. So I started seeing myself, you know, it's like I, I, I love this game, you know, I really like it and everything. Then I get into it. 
Then uh, I did a couple of years in, in Iraq, you know, as an amateur, like mm-hmm. a little boy and stuff. Then I left the country. I left, I left the country when I was 15. Okay. Then uh, I got to this country when I was 16. Then. Um, That's a long journey. Yeah, a long journey. Yeah, a very long journey, you know. And um, uh, um, because remember, it's like uh, in that time, you know. Was yeah, of course, a, a hard time to travel for yeah, Iraqi. For Iraqi, you no know, passport, no nothing, no documents, and everything. So I got to this country and. Uh, uh, it was very difficult for me because I had to work mm. and I had to study and I had to uh, train, mm. you know, and I couldn't cope with the three of them. So, and, and learn English? And learn English is in the same time, you know, and um, it was very difficult because I didn't know not even one word of English when I first came here. Not even good wow. morning, nothing, nothing. And where did you live when you first came here? Can you remember? In Hammersmith. In Hammersmith, okay. Yeah, I lived in Hammersmith. And, um, and then after that, you know, I started working, then I started training and everything, and then I started studying. Then um, uh, I finished the A level, I finished the uh, GCSE, uh, you know, went to university and everything, you know. I learned English and stuff, I learned everything. Then um, after that, you know, just I got into boxing in All Stars Gym with Mr. Yeah, Ake. Okay. Mr. Great yeah, man. Yeah, great man. He's amazing, like a father, you know. He is, to, he, to hundreds of fighters. Exactly. He helped me a lot, you know, with so many things, not just with everything, you know, with outside the boxing as well. And. Um, I become like, you know, just I really love the boxing and everything and uh, uh, I become good at it and stuff. I didn't want anything in, 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 in um, I want only um, um, Northwest Division. I, want, I lost in the London final. The reason is because I was working, as I told you, and I was studying the same thing. It was very hard, very difficult. And I'm by myself and, you know, I do everything, cooking, cleaning, you know, doing shopping and all this stuff by myself. And on top of it, the work and the study. So after that, um, like I did about five or six years of an amateur in, in there. Yeah. And I decided, you know, just because I really love the boxing, I decided to turn the ball and become professional and, you know, make a name for myself and do something with it. So that's uh, that's then, when you decided to turn professional? Yeah, you know, that's when I decided. And prize fighters is ideal. It's great. It's ideal, exactly. You, exactly. Does it suit you, prize fighters? Big Ellie? time, big time suit me because, you know, it's like I still got that, uh, this, uh, I still got that amateur style and I'm very yeah. fast for heavyweight, you know? Really fast for heavyweight, and uh, it's only three rounds. I think it's going to be amazing for me, you know, because it's like uh, uh, I'm very strong and I'm very fast in the same time. It's like uh, I, I punch like a, like a middleweight, but I, I, I speed like a middleweight and I punch like a proper heavyweight, you know. And uh, I think it's amazing for me. It's a great opportunities. So, do you think that you're one of the guys that some of the other people in Prize Fighter have taken their eye off? Do you think you're the secret weapon in Prize Fighter? <laughs> Uh, Do you think you're the one that comes up the outside who no one expects to win? Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is it, you know. This is it. That's why. That's why. That's why it's the funny about it, you know. Because yeah. no one accepts what Ali Adams can do, and they don't know Ali Adams. No people, has, not a lot of people, has seen me and stuff. Sure. You know, but uh, this is the secret, you know. Ali Adams is going to come and do something funny. Yeah. Because everyone's amazing. looking at you know, skeleton, exactly, sport. sport and stuff, you know. So, so it's going to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to big time. Ali Adams, they're sounding more like a Cockney than an Iraqi. Anyway, it's big Kevin McBride now. He turned pro in 1992. So long ago, I was amazed when I looked at it. He shared the ring with a lot of top heavyweights over the years, including Mike Tyson and Andrew Golotta. And you know what? The big man's still dreaming. Big Kevin, 18 years of professional, and you still look like a... You still look young. Thank you. You still enjoying your boxing, Kev? Yes, very much so. Loving it. I made a comeback there. I lost, you know, but uh, it gave me the, you know, I still got the hunger and uh, the desire. Yeah, yeah, the desire. They said the curtains were going to be pulled down after the last fight, and then, you know, this year opportunity came up, and I grabbed it with both hands, you know, because uh, I still have a dream as a as a kid, like I want to be the first born Irish heavyweight champion of the world. 
and this would be a great stepping stone for bigger and better things. And, uh, and there's a lot of great fighters, and uh, it's going to be exciting, you know. Now you're not you're living in you're living in Boston now. Is yeah, that right? You're married, living in Boston. Married, have two beautiful kids. My daughter's uh, six years six years old, uh, turned six on Saturday, and my son is um, two years old. You know, there my weak claim to fame in the, in America is I uh, beat Mike Tyson and uh, my big. A weak claim. That's a big claim. Well, my big claims are my kids. You know, you know, and uh, it was some fantastic life. You know, boxing is. Uh, it's a beautiful sport, you know, it's, it's unpredictable and uh, all it takes is one punch and it can change anybody's chapter. And I got three punches, I think, to <laughs> change my chapter for the next week. Because your, your boxing career and life, Kevin, has been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. You've been up and we thought you'd get there, then you've been down, you've been up. Uh, you've been, you're relentless, you never give up. No, that's the beautiful thing about life, you know, you never give up on, uh, on your dream and you keep working on it, you know. And I fought Mike Tyson, who was the big underdog, it's probably the biggest underdog for the decade, and uh, you know, it proved if you stick to your plan and, and believe in yourself, you know, anything's possible, you know, and, uh, and thank God uh, I won, and uh, you know, it was great to meet the man, and, and on the night I met Muhammad Ali, you know. Oh, what a since, night. Since I was nine years old, I always wanted to meet him, and he was there because his daughter fought, and uh, uh, he said to me afterwards, he says, um, I said to him, uh, this is the greatest night of my life as far as boxing concerned. I says, I'm after meeting the legend, beating one, and I meet the girls all the time. Meeting and beating. And Muhammad Ali says, um, I'm the greatest, you the latest. <laughs> uh, have you met Tyson since? Bumped into Tyson on the travels? No, I didn't know. But, um, yeah, you know, I had Lesbian up, he's a great fighter, and, uh, you know, no, all right, everybody says, you know, I got him at the end, and but you know, any, still man, any man with two hands is dangerous. Yeah, still, that's like true. that's why you can't underestimate anybody, even on this fight. Uh, and that's what makes prize fighter so unpredictable. Because any man with two hands, especially heavyweight, is dangerous. Definitely, and it's explosive, and you know, and the beautiful thing about it, people won't be leaving the seats because they're going to miss the action. They're going to be sitting and glued to it, and if they're watching on television, they're going to be excited. You know, Sky Sports this is the place to be and uh, watch it. You know, and you can win prize fight again. Definitely, you know, I'm, uh, you're only one punch away, and yeah. you know, uh, I come to the table all right. You know, uh, I lost a few fights, but. I still have that um, desire and I have that uh, equaliser, you know. <laughs> McBride will fight Lagos-born but Tutin-based Franklin Igobi. Now, Igobi can bang a bit. He's got the experience. He's been on the road and I believe he's another one of this prize fighter's secret weapons. Franklin, you've fought in lots of different countries. Uh, yeah. have, have you heard of prize fighter? Yes. And did you, did you did you think that one day you'd have a chance to be a prize fighter? Oh uh, yes, I was thinking that. And when the opportunity came, I said, Ah, that's good. Now, in your last fight, strangely enough, for a man called the Prince from Lagos in Nigeria, you fought for the Latvian heavyweight title and lost. Did you win that fight and didn't get the yes, decision? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I, even I'm, I'm still begging for the tip. Still begging for the tape in a rematch. Yeah, I'm begging for the tip. You know. And then I think uh, it get to a point and they start uh, cutting the, the round, two minutes, a minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> because yeah. you were coming on top? Yeah, because I knocked him down uh, round seven. I think so. I knocked him down round seven and the referee pushed me aside instead of counting, you know. And I don't know, you know, it's funny. So that was that one of the short rounds against the guy? A lot of them were short rounds, a lot. I think the first three rounds was... Uh, three minutes, three minutes, and when they see that 
it's not happening for your boy. I think they start <laughs> changing it two minutes. You know, it's funny. You know. But it's funny, but not funny. Yeah. Yeah. And because, but you've been fighting on the road a lot, so yeah. I suppose you're used to stuff like that. Happening. Yeah, I'm used to stuff like that. There, if you don't knock them down, it's hard. You know, you just have to move on. You know, that's yeah, life. But did you have much of an amateur career? Yeah, Thank I got you. about 23 amateur fights in Nigeria and uh, uh, African <laughs> Zone Three. And I won gold medal there. Okay. So, yeah. So you understand Ghana, about yeah. you understand about the three threes because yeah, the prize fighter is obviously it's different three, format. Yeah, it's like a number two of going back to the old school. Like the old school, yeah. <laughs> now who 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 do you know about any of your opponents? Do you know anyone that's there? I mean, it's Mike Skelton and Michael Sport. Have you ever yeah. sparred with any of them? I know them. I think I've sparred with uh, Skelton. He's a big boy. Mind yeah. you, you're big. You're you're yeah. what, 110 kilos? Yeah. Now, when you've been on your travels, Franklin, have you sparred with other other fighters? You ever been in the Klitschko camp or anything like that? Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis? Who's the sparring Lennox? Yeah, in South Africa. When I was, I think I was 23, 24 then, you know. Lennox Lewis in South Africa. When he was when there he was for the Rackon fight? Yeah. <laughs> I was the one that sparred with him twice. Yeah. And how did you find big Lennox back then? Well, Lennox was quick and good, and I sparred with Henry Akimwade also. Yeah. And, uh, Another African, but yeah. he was born in London, but went back mm. to Africa. Yeah, and uh, somebody called Mike Bernardo, South Africa, was one time IPF champion. So I spy with a lot of big guys, you know. And do you think you're the secret in this uh, tournament? Do you think you're the unknown secret fighter in this prize fight? I think everybody knows me. Yeah, I think they knows me. It's like you know what I'm gonna say, but everybody knows. You know? I just. I will do my best. No. That's the first two quarterfinals. The winners will meet in the semi-finals. Who do you fancy? I know kind of who I fancy, but I'm not brave enough really to put any money on it just yet. Let's look away from Prize Fighter now and take a peek at a few other bits of information. Now, former Prize Fighter champion Aldi Harrison is still training at altitude in California's Big Bear Resort, and his time on some of his mountain runs have been impressive. Big old fancies this fight, you know. David A's opponent, well, he's still training between fashion shoots and book signings and appearances. Their fight, by the way, is on November the 13th in Manchester. I'm told there's still a few tickets left. Now, the winner of this prize fighter could get a chance to do an orderly. If you'll bear with me, I'll explain. Now, the winner of the European heavyweight title fight coming up between Alexander Dimitrenko and Big Albert Sosnowski could, if it's Sosnowski, there was a twist, there's always a twist, fight the winner of this prize fighter. Hey, it's not, never as simple as you imagine. Carl Froch and Arthur Abraham now, they will continue their quest for glory in the Super 6 tournament in Helsinki on November the 27th. It's the best Super 6 fight so far by a long way. I'm going to be ringside. I'm looking forward to it. And finally in the news, Amir Khan will fight Marcus Madonna, the dangerous Argentinian, at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas on December 11th. Khan's WBA light welterweight belt will be on the line. And Madonna's WBA interim light welterweight belt will be on the line. Hey, don't worry, I'm confused too. But it'll be a fantastic fight. In fact, I believe it's a don't blink
back to Price Fighter 14, heavyweights four at Yorkall, Bethnal Green on October the 9th. Doors open about six ish, I suppose. First fight, first bell, eight o'clock. Anyway, it's Michael Sprott time. Well, or is it? Sprott was meant to fight last year in Price Fighter. He didn't in the end. Since then, he has lost to Audley Harrison. He had previously KO'd Big Old. Sprott's still a danger. Michael, it seems so long ago when I was in interviewing you in Liverpool when you were trying to qualify for the 1996 Olympics. Oh, Do you remember that? Was, yeah, yeah. Where did you try and... Was it with um, St. Neots or St. Kitts? Um, no, St. Vincent. St. Vincent. St. Vincent, right. yeah. Because you went out to a couple of tournaments, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I went to one in, in Canada as well. Obviously, I, um, I failed that one um, before I won the fight against uh, Bergeron. Um, but I, know, I had an opportunity to fight uh, in the Liverpool Nations and try and get in the game. Well, I got disqualified against uh, the German. Yeah. Right, yeah. It was a long time ago, eh? It was, was, yeah, cool. You've had some nights, Mike, haven't you? Yeah, you've I had have. Some, you've had, I mean, you look back over British heavyweight history the last 15 years and you've got your fingerprint in just about every <laughs> pie. <laughs> yeah, I've had a good career, you know. I, yeah. I, you know, when I'm, when I'm finished boxing, I can say, you know what? I've had a good time. I've had a good time. You look yeah. back on it. What's been the highlight, do you reckon, so far? What of my career? Yeah, of your career, of your pro career. What's been the, not necessarily the best win, but what's been what's given you the most the most enjoyment? Which fight? Uh, I guess when I fought um, when I was when I fought Timo Hoffman, the first yeah, fight yeah, yeah. at York Hall. I, I was uh, that, that's probably a, a good one. He's um, unbeaten at the time, wasn't he? Was he unbeaten? But no, he got beat by Vitali. On points after that or before that? Yeah, um, afterwards. Yeah, I fought him after Vitali. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, that, that's one of my, my good wins, and obviously the the, the old house and yeah, cool. and you still got a prize fire in you. Still got a prize fire. Yes, yes, yes. Still got it there. I still got it there. Still three got three it. minute rounds. Uh huh. Three I'll, three times three minute three, rounds. Yeah, I've got it. it. I've got it. I mean, I've I've, I've changed my training obviously to more explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm used to. I'm a ten to have under yeah. fighter, so. I've had, to, I've had to adapt and change. You've got to start fast here. Yeah, I've got to start fast. Usually, um, when, I, when I do box 10 to 12 rounds, it takes me two or maybe three rounds. Yeah, to get going. Before I start warming up. But a bit like, a bit like Mercer. When yeah, Mercer, yeah, yeah. He kind of He'd been like rubbish thing. in prize fight, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. He would, wouldn't he? <laughs> Great fighter, but rubbish well, in prize fight. Right. Um, now, Dan Hughes is, is, I think, is a hard start. I think because I think he did really well last year. You know, he lost to Audley, took Audley the distance, and was still there. He's only boxed once, so he's been a bit inactive. But um, I, 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 I think he's. A, I think it's a half over that one. I think. I think. I think you come through that one. And I think you will come. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the winner of that has got a chance of winning it. Yeah. I mean, it will be. It will be half. I'm obviously like he's up and coming. Um, you know, like I said, he's done. He's doing well. Yeah. Last year, he got a bit bored. So, yeah, I'd definitely be a, a hard, a hard uh, start. Because he got up as well. He's dropped by Audley. So That's it, and he got back up. We know so he's going. He's got a heart. So after prize fighter, Mike, um, you still dreaming of big fights? Still, still. still I am. You can I still am. see big fights on your horizon. I, I am. I try, try my best to, you know, hopefully I'll come through this, um, come through prize fighter. Because you know, obviously it's heavyweight boxing. It's fast, explosive, and anything can happen. I mean, everyone yeah. get tagged. Everyone get. Cut, like Herbie Hyde. Herbie Hyde, you happened to Danny Williams when yeah, you fought last time, so you, you never know. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to to get back on top, and um, you know, he knows maybe I could fight. Um, you know, maybe I get a chance to fight David A. or for UP and get Dimitrenko, and then go into world title. Then maybe. It's a small world because without any Americans around, the world titles are just a fight away, aren't they? Yes, they are. They are. You know, which is. You know, it wasn't um, a thing that I wanted to do because I was trying to get a fight beforehand, but they couldn't get in a fight. So, uh, prize fight was the only option. So, I said, this is this is this is it now.
Is prizefighter veteran Danny Hughes the real secret weapon in this lineup? He thinks he is. He's a nice kid and he can fight a bit and he's got a lot to prove. He, by the way, gets Sprott. Big Dan second time and a hard start, Michael Sprott. Most people seem to make him the favourite. I'm glad to tell you the truth. I'm glad I'm fighting the favourite. Uh, I think any fighter in the world fights better when they're more relaxed. And because I've got that less pressure off us, I'm relaxed and I know I know for a fact he's not beat us. And of course, the beauty then is you get past Sprott first round and you must feel you've got rid of one of the big hurdles. Exactly. Win Sprott, I think. Uh, I honestly think I'm going to beat Sprott, but I think whoever wins out of Sprott or me will win the competition, I think. Now, you've been training over, I think you've been over in Poland. I've been over Poland. Now. How's that been? Really good. Very good preparation. Because uh, the way Sosnowski fights, he comes on, he puts the pressure on. Yeah, uh, yeah. He throws a lot of punches, which has suited me for this prize fight as well. Uh, perfect so prep. My now, perfect. Same height and everything to Sprott as well, so... So your only loss is that loss to Audley on Audley. points when Audley bashed everyone up. He didn't. Uh, you, you took him distance. It was just a lack of experience yeah. against Audley. He's a world class fighter. And of course he is. In three rounds, I think he's the best, one of the best in the world. He was. That's his speciality. Champion. Exactly. And I boxed him then, and I, I think I stood with him, yeah. and he didn't give us any problems. He caught us, and I went down once, but, but I was straight up. back up. And it, I, I, to tell you the truth, I got hurt with a lot more shots in the fight than that one, the one that knocked us down. Yeah. And I think I could stand if I can stand with Audley others, and I can stand with anybody really. I mean that that really that really pushed you on in my. Opinion. And it's one of those occasions, especially in heavyweights, Danny, uh-huh. when a loss sometimes does help you because you learn more. You I've know? just been talking to someone now about it as well. About more fighters should, if they get the opportunity to fight someone good, they should step up and take it. I agree. And if they come out well of it, even if they get beat, they're mm. going to come a stronger fighter. For Absolutely. Me. I mean, I would. Know, I would. Know, I'm to tell you the truth. I'm glad I, I, I've been beat off Audley Allison. I'd rather have fought and got beat off him than not fought him at all. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And it's the three rounds. Uh, I mean, it would have been better if it had been uh, six rounds. It would have been fantastic, or eight rounds. But uh-huh. three, three was definitely okay. Definitely. Yeah, I think of six, six, eight rounds. I think I would have done a bit better as well because I, I would have just, try, I would have just trying to get on him. He was just that little bit more experience, and as you could see him waiting for us every time I was going forward. So. Well, well, he, he knew that he, you know he had to start as fast as he could. Uh-huh. He knew it was a three round fight, and the other guys, you know, prize fighters, seemed to fall over when he hit them. And I so said, you, you stood there, stood your ground, and came back in. Definitely. So this is it, Dan. You're going to fight Michael Sprott. After Sprott, let's get into the final. Let's win that. You want to push on a bit, don't you? Because I talked to you a year ago up uh-huh. in up in Sunderland. It was nearly a year, you know, uh-huh. ten months ago. And you've been a bit, you haven't been, been that busy I've since been, then, I, have you? I had an injury in about uh, about January, February on my ankle, and I was out for about three months. Well, I see a big boy uh, like you. you your ankle is bad, isn't it? Exactly. I couldn't do a thing, and then started back training again. Luckily, this come up. Yeah. So I wish you the best of luck, Dan. And I think if you get your head right, I think that yeah, if I had to put a tenner on, I might have a tenner on you, son. I mean, I won't tell Michael Spot that because nah. he's an old pal of mine. I just won't <laughs> tell him I put a tenner on. I'm not underestimating him one little no, bit. No, you can't do. He's a dangerous man, but I think uh, I've got a little bit edge on him with youth and speed. And, and you've got something to prove because that Audley fight was, you know, level, it was 11 months ago or whatever, longer than that, wasn't it? When was it's it? A, uh, so, 10 months ago. Last October. October. 2nd of October, wasn't it? Yeah. Aye, uh, nearly a year. Thanks Big Dan, thanks, kid. No, thank you. Danny Hughes there. Now, Declan Timlin is unbeaten and unknown, and that makes him, in prize fighter terms, a danger. He's also, by the way, did I mention this, extremely confident. Declan, when did you get a call-up for prize fighter? Um, they've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, but it, I didn't officially know about it myself that I was in 100% till yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So but you had it mentioned to Yeah, yeah. It's, it was in the background. Like it was, They were talking about being an alternate and if I was or if I wasn't. Then I was an alternate and then all of a sudden I found out at 7 o'clock last night I was a definite. So 
And and do training go away, or is that where you're from originally? I'm originally from County Mayo. Okay. But I moved to the States. It's been 10 years in the States. I did most of my training over there. Whereabouts? What part? Down in Gleason's in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, then I moved back. Good sparring there? Oh, yeah. I did a bit of sparring with Maskayev down there. And uh, Braithwaite. Tough old boy. Yeah, he hits hard. Like. Yeah. He hits hard. He's a nice guy, though. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And uh, I came back home. Did a few fights with Sean. You know Sean Mayne? Yeah, Sean Mayne. Yeah, who fought um, Callum? Yeah. Fought McCallum, and he's, he's he's based in Dublin now, isn't he? No, Sean's in Galway all the time. He's back home in Galway all the time. So I fought on a couple of Brian Peter shows with him, and uh, we all lucky enough we had wins in all all our outings. So uh, have you seen have you seen Price Fighter Declan? If you have you actually watched it before? I've watched them all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough old tournament to win. Or just, you know, it's a great tournament though. Way. It's a great tournament. I mean, opportunity is unbelievable. Of it, you know. So, it's um, it saved careers. You know, it has. It saved the night. Yeah. Yeah, saved the night. And and I, I don't know what you think, uh, but going into the tournament, really, there's no big clear favourite ever. There's a guy. There's one or two you might fancy a bit more. Yeah. But it has its Obviously, own way of sorting people out. You know, I mean, you see Herbie in the last one. Everybody, it was just. Might as well not show up, like yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. See the way it panned out, you know. But uh, heavyweights, one shot, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so, you, so you've yeah. got with, with prize fighter heavyweights four. You've got two things going for you. You've got the fact that prize fighter is hard to predict, and then on top of that, you've got the fact that you're heavyweights as yeah. well. You're heavyweights and one big bang, you know. I mean, I, I was never one for this pre-fight stuff. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know the best you can you go in and give it a hell of a great shot and see how you get on with heavyweights one shot yeah you know what I mean you know yeah. and, 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 and the thing with heavyweights you know you, it's all very well thinking you know, I'll just bide my time in this round rubbish you've got, yeah. it's the you mad thing go got, every round's yeah. got to be like the final round but yeah. of course that's, that risks it for later on which is what yeah. makes the heavyweight special yeah it's a, it's a very uh, exciting format like, it's a great show it's great it's great entertainment to watch yeah, it certainly is yeah. do you know Coleman Barrett at all I do. I was actually supposed to be fighting him on the 30th of October for the Irish heavyweight title, but uh, I think that's going to be put on the blocks until we see how I do and how Big okay. Kevin does, and then I think a decision will be made after that, probably. Like because that Irish heavyweight title, I think Kev was the owner for about 12 years, and he never defended it. No, he never. Defended so, and I think it, they no. just took it off him recently, probably well, just to give you a chance. No, I think what happened. I, I was. I had a big win down in Cork a while back, and then Mr. Peters were talking about. You know, maybe doing something that time. Then we were supposed to fight myself and Martin. were supposed to fight Martin Rogan, and he injured his back and what. And it fell apart for one reason or another. And then, uh, you know, then uh, Coley got his shot, and fair play to him, like you know. But uh, he was very lucky to get up after that shot. Yeah, that's the You truth. know what I mean? But uh, so I think um, it was supposed to be a Dundee between myself, for myself and Coley for the the title on October the thirtieth. But now I think it's, they're going to sit on it and see how the show goes. This show goes, and then they'll make a decision. Make know? a decision so, then. So see what happens. And get the Irish heavyweight title back yeah. in circulation. Well, I'd like to bring it back to Mayo now okay. and be the first man that ever done it. You know, oh, so right. I think I've got a good shot. Like uh, it's just a matter of getting in there to get it done. You know. And last of the prize fighter starters is Shane McPhilbin. He's matched with Timlin. Now, McPhilbin is convinced that he is the secret weapon. He's convinced that nobody's looking at him, and that means he thinks he could win. Hey, I'm not going to argue with him. Shane, you are the secret 
in this event because no one's looking at you or doing anything. That gives you an advantage, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for because no one really knows who I am. They all think I'm a free fight novice, so hopefully I can go out there and prove them all wrong. But you're plenty of amateur and... Yeah, there's a few amateur, 46 amateur. Uh, got to number five in England as an amateur, so well, not really that inexperienced. Because it's good talking to everyone. They're saying, oh, Michael Sprott, oh, he's doing well. Danny Hughes, that guy, Franklin Egobe, he's a big old lump. Or oh, Skelton's a big lump. And the only name that doesn't get mentioned is your name, but that's a compliment. Yeah, it is, yeah. So you, 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 could, you could pull the shock off. The shocks have won this tournament. Yeah, uh, well, it's not like I've been in like with some of the biggest names in the amateurs. Like, uh, none of them could take me out, so I'm expecting none of these will as well. And, and, and this, the three threes, you, 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 you like that? Oh, Chris, I was doing three threes against Tyson Fury in the amateurs, so yeah. it's, he couldn't take me out in three threes. Boxing so once or twice? Three times. Three times? Yeah. You win or lost uh, all? Last, last two I lost uh, in the semi finals ABAs, and then we both had a last amateur fight against each other. Oh, I like that. I lost on points. Uh, but all was on points you lost? Yeah, yeah, so. So you've been in with big boys? I mean, yeah, Tyson. I've been in with the big boys, that's what I mean, so he's the best. English prospect yeah. out there at the moment, so if, if you can't take me out, I'm sure I'm not worried about anyone else at the moment. You know what? We might be giving away too many secrets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so if Tyson couldn't take you out in three fights, these three, no one here really holds any fear, do Yeah, they? that's what I'm hoping, and yeah. we've not known who I am, so it's just, a bit of a bonus. You just, you might, you, you know, in the second, let's say you get through the first fight, the experience, there's a lot of experienced boys here might mm. be able to tie you up, slow you down. You've got to be a bit careful of that. Yeah, well, obviously they've got the experience, but I, I still believe I've got the experience to be behind me with the amateurs and that to go on there and take take the title, basically. Because another thing with prize fire, as, as it's been shown again and again, is that there's no such thing really as a favourite. No. It's never. eight fighters on the night, two reserves, and it's just go for it, eh? Yeah, that, that's it. It's any man from the shelf once in there, it's like most of them need a couple of hours to warm up. Well, yeah, not you. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> so you've been a fan of Price Fight, yeah? Yeah, I've watched uh, all, I think there's only one of them I missed. And I think that was the second one. So the heavyweights up in um, Newcastle. Yeah. Sexton controlled that. Did a good job out there, Sexton. Boxing was a bit too. Was, I, I like Sam. He's a good fighter, but he won it by being boring. Yeah. It's clever. Yeah. Listen, he got the prize. Yeah, that's it. It's, that's what matters at the end of the day. I winning it. So. Yeah, exactly, because all it says on the paper is one. Yeah. It doesn't say how you won, does it? That's it. That's that's <laughs> all it means. W that means from it. So hopefully that'll be me. That's the eight, but we all know there are extras, the reserves, lurking behind the shadows, keeping warm in case they get an emergency call-up. This time it's Martin Granger, but first, let's hear from Colin Kenner. Colin, the first ten prize fighters, none of the reserves, none of the substitutes got to fight. The last couple, the guys have gone on and made a few quid. You must be confident you're going to get a chance. Yeah, I'm hoping anyway. I'll be praying that someone gets injured. And um, I get a chance to get in and earn some money. When you look at this prize fighter lineup, um, it's one that anyone can win, isn't it? There's no great big. Do you think there's a big favourite here? No, I think in in the prize fighting, like most people, at Francy Michael Sprott, of course, because of his experience and that. But uh, with three rounds, anything can happen, yeah. especially with the heavyweights. Everyone's gonna go out, go hell for leather, because they know they've only got three rounds to make the point. And Danny Hughes really fancies Michael Sprott, so whoever comes out of that fight might not have a lot left. Yeah, that's the other thing. 
the, they have the first fight, they put everything into the first fight and they mightn't have anything left for the next one. And we've seen that so many times with fighters going out too fast and struggling on after that. And if you're yeah. sitting on the sidelines, that gives, especially the heavyweights, give you an advantage. Yes, a great advantage. Uh, looking at the amount of effort they're putting in the first fight, and, um, well, in my case, I'll be hoping one of them gets injured or caught Come or back. whatever, and I get a shell for the next fight. Mm-hmm. But uh, all the opponents that are already fighting, they're going to be watching every fight with an eagle eye, thinking he's used up this much, he's used up that much. Mind, there was a time when the reserve just sat on his bum and picked up a few quid and went home, but not lately. The reserves keep coming in and making a few quid. You must be excited. Yeah, made up, yeah. Because, you know, there was a time they just didn't come on, and nowadays they're getting in all the time. Yeah, last few, aren't they? And it works, doesn't it? Because you've got a lot in reserve, you're watching it. Yeah, and they always knock it at the finals, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> listen, not, to, not to put too fine a point on it, they are. <laughs> right. Were you disappointed not to be in the main lineup, though? Did you want to be in the main lineup? Uh, I'm an actual cruiserweight anyway. Oh, so, so you're giving away a bit? Yeah, so if the if chance comes, the chance comes. I'm, I'm ready. I thought it was like two weeks ago, so I'm fit. So the good thing is, if you come in later in the rounds, either the semis or the final, if you're yeah. an actual cruiser, they're already tired. That's there's a big, lot of big lumps here, aren't there? Speed, yeah, speed. You're going to be slow, slower than me, yeah, speed, yeah. Because there's some, I mean, some of them are enormous. Kevin McBride's like our side of ours. Yeah, and Gobi's like two houses. Matt Skelton's like three houses. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you should be too fast for all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm lying on the speed, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's what you've got to go on with these yeah, big course, guys, eh? Yeah. So when you get there on the night, just to let people know, you'll prepare like you're going to box, yeah? You'll, yeah, you'll, course, you'll yeah, be got, ready, yeah, you just like you were going to box yeah. at 8 o'clock. Of course, yeah, you've got to be ready, haven't you? And you've got to stay ready the whole time? Yeah, you've got to be ready, of course, you've got to keep warming up and that, haven't you? Then you've got to... take it as you're fighting, really. Yeah, so just assume it's a fight, yeah. and then if you don't fight, you get a couple of quid, and if you do fight, hopefully you get a bit more. That's it, yeah. Hopefully in the final, innit? So it's going to be a cracking night on October 9, and Ben Stapleton from Croydon is the lucky winner of our competition from the first Prize Fighter podcast. He'll be ringside at York Hall after rightly telling us that it was Coleman Barrett who Audley Harrison beat to win the last heavyweights night. I'll be back again with another Prize Fighter podcast soon, but until then, make sure you tune in to Sky Sports on October 9 for what promises to be a big, Big hitting night of prize fighter action in Bethnal Green. From me, Steve Bunce, it's adios until then.